Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten, and today's episode is going to sound a little different than usual. Pastor Marvin and I recorded a live episode during our Sunday gathering. So listen in as we have a conversation about John chapter 6, verses 16 to 21. So let me ask, we typically ask a question and uh, to kind of get us rolling. Uh, what is one uh, situation where you were like really, really frightened or, or a, a situation when you were a kid that you feared, you feared the most? Okay, I know immediately. Right. Most hands down, most frightening experience was, it's actually crazy to think it was almost 10 years ago, Drew, our youngest, had a seizure and in the bathtub. Um, and I do feel like God's hand was all over the situation because he was five years old. I usually wouldn't necessarily stay in the bathroom the whole time when he, you know, because he was a big kid. But he'd been, he'd had a fever that day. So I put him in the tub just to kind of cool him off a little bit. Thought that was a good idea. Uh, so he, I mean, all of a sudden he's like sliding down under the water. And I thought he was just messing around, like, you know, going underwater. And then I realized, no, he's like not moving. He's not coming up. So I won't scare us all, but it was terrifying. Like as I'm pulling him up out of the water, my husband was at a baseball game with our oldest. The girls were home with me and I said, girls, run down to the, the neighbors. Tell them you need to stay there. I've got to call 911. I've never had to do that before. <laughs> called 911. Wow. Ambulance is coming and I, it was terrifying. We're on the, in the ambulance and uh, the EMT, not the best bedside manner, is like saying things to me like, boy, I don't know what this is. This seems pretty serious. Not helpful to a mom who is very scared out of her mind. So at all said and done, it was a one-time thing. It had to do with his temperature dropping too quickly um, from the fever and then in the tub. So young parents don't do that. It's not a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. Um, but hands down, most terrifying experience I've ever had. Felt completely out of control. I was like, is life going to be different from now on? Like, sure, our, sure. Ugh, it wow. was terrifying. I, and again, as a parent, I, I, I can only imagine, uh, you know, the, the feeling of fear and terror over, yeah. you know, your child, um, you know, is, is what's going to happen now. So I, yeah. I, I can totally get with that. Mine was a little different. Um, I mean, I have a lot of them, but I'm, I'm going to choose one that, um, that frightened me. I was, um, I was on a mission trip in Russia, and, and we were there to do some, um, some mission work. They were gonna, I was there with some musicians. I was not one of the singers. Okay. I was just there to <laughs> pass out flyers, so to get people, some of the Russians, to listen to the concert so that we might, uh, they might hear the gospel in music. And uh, so I'm, I'm alone near kind of a Russian subway, I'm black, no other black people kind of around, stand out. Yeah. and I'm handing out flyers to come to a music thing that has Christian written all over it. So I, I'm, I'm seeing these officers who are in the subway, they're looking at me and strangely, and mm -hmm. I start imagining myself in a Russian prison eating bread, a piece of bread, <laughs> and drinking water. That was it. Like, like that was... <laughs> That frightened me to death, and, and no one would know where I was. They could have kidnapped me, and I watch way too many, many they, well, uh, spy those are, movies. Yes, so. those Russian prisons. Yeah. I, I know exactly what they're like. You know what I've exactly. seen okay. those movies. All right. so, so that was a frightful thing for me, and, and th that was a moment where I felt like I had to 
really trust God in yeah. that moment. Yeah. And again, was my life in danger? I don't know. But in my mind, you went there. It was. It was. Uh, my life was in danger. So wh- why are we talking about Russian prisons and seizures? <laughs> Uh, we're, we're talking about it because the disciples actually find themselves in a pretty frightening situation. Yeah. Um, and it, it, was, it was pretty harrowing for them and to see how they responded and to see how Jesus responded. And then what, how might we respond in moments where we are, um, we are fearful and frightened like, like they were. So, so when you looked at the text, you read the text, um, what, what, what stuck out to you? What intersected with your life right away? Yeah. What I think is interesting, I, just imagining the situation. So these are Jesus' disciples. They know him. Several of them are fishermen. He says, go out, you know, cross the, the Sea of Galilee there. And so they're doing, they're doing something they're comfortable with, you know, that's in their lane, uh, riding a boat across. The storm comes up and... I can just, that, that idea, and um, you kind of demonstrated there, where they're like, they are working and they're doing it and they're just not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we can all relate to storms in our lives. Sometimes those storms seem to come out of nowhere. Sometimes they are things of our own doing. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. And sometimes, like these disciples here, they're doing what they know to do. And it's just not making any progress. Yeah. Uh, that I just, I could really relate to that. Just feeling like, okay, the, I, I'm doing what I know to do, but nothing's changing. Yeah. So, so uh, along with that, I, I love that. I love the, the imagery of that. You know, again, they're rowing, they're trying to do everything they know to do as fishermen. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've been in these kinds of storms before. They know the Sea of Galilee. They are, they're familiar with this. But, um, but along with that, the text says that Jesus had not yet come to them. So, so they're in the storm, and they feel like they are absent of Jesus' presence. And it seems like whenever Jesus is not around, the disciples are afraid. And, yeah. um, and so, so the thing that intersected with my life is like, man, I have felt that way. It felt like where Jesus was not present in the middle of my storm, whatever it might be, whether it's a financial storm, whether it's a, a, a physical illness storm, and, and probably I felt like what John writes, like Jesus is not present and it feels like we're in this all by ourselves. And so that was a, I think that was one of the things that intersected with my life mm-hmm. is that though Jesus is not present, doesn't, doesn't feel like he's present, doesn't mean that he's not present. So that was one of the things that stuck out to me. Yeah. And then picking back on that, I think it's interesting, the reaction when they see him, like they, that they scream and are terrified. I would have never screamed. Me neither. <laughs> uh, but I think it does show they weren't expecting him. They weren't looking for him. Yeah. You know, in the midst of this storm, they were trying to do what they knew to do, but they weren't looking for Jesus. So when he does appear, it's a surprise. In fact, it's startling and afraid. And it makes me think like, because I for sure can be a doer and kind of, you know, put my nose down and I'm just going to gut it out. I'm going to work it through until I make it happen. And... I think that's probably what they were doing there too. So that they're not even expecting Jesus. They're not looking for him. And so when he appears, it's startling to them. And I want, my takeaway from that is when I'm in a storm like that, rather than just being focused on getting through it, 
Where's Jesus? Yeah. Am I looking for him? I am expectant that he is a part yeah. of this storm in my life. I, I love, the, the interesting thing about it is, to your point, they were, when the, when the wind and the waves, when the wind aroused the waves and caused the sea to get rough, that wasn't what frightened them. Yeah. Uh, when, the, when it was dark, that wasn't what frightened them. But it was when Jesus showed up in a way that they had not recognized before. Mm -hmm. They knew him as a teacher. They turned the water to wine. That was a big deal. He spoke and he healed people. But this was a way, way different way for him to show up. And to your point is that in the storm, am I expecting him to show up? But he might show up in a way that's different than I am accustomed to. Yeah. And I wonder if that was the thing that frightened them. They didn't have a category for what they were seeing. They didn't have a category for what they were experiencing. And I, I, I love the fact that Jesus shows up in different ways, in different ways for us, uh, different ways in different situations for us. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you and I have experienced him as healer. Uh, maybe next time he shows up, he's going to show up in a way that takes away some of the the, to refine us, as, as um, Tia was singing and the team was singing, that he's going to show up in a way that I've not experienced before. Maybe yeah. he'll show up as someone who's calling me to a deeper relationship and, and not maybe giving me warm fuzzies all the time, but maybe he says, okay, it's time for you to grow up. And so I think they experience him in a different way, and that, I think, is the thing that frightens them. And that's interesting because, well, the heading in my Bible, it's not God's words, but the heading in my Bible says that this is the fifth sign. So we know that John is going to um, describe seven different signs or miracles that Jesus does that point that he, that Jesus is God's son. So this is the fifth one. And when you're talking about how we experience God in different ways, I think back to those different signs and how we've seen that already, like turning water into wine that, hey, Jesus cares about the fun stuff. Uh, the healing, two different kinds of healing. One where someone, uh, the officer went on behalf of his son. The third one was the lame man. He himself was healed. So God, yes, God is our healer. Then we have uh, what we just talked about last time, feeding of the 5,000. God's our provider. And yeah, he's yeah. a God of abundance. Absolutely. Which, can I go on a tangent a second? All right. This week I was... Um, doing a different uh, Bible study, and they took us to Psalm 130, where the psalmist talks about this word of abundance. And last week you talked about uh, God being a God of abundance and not scarcity, and I love this element of God's abundance. Uh, verse, uh, Psalm 130, verses three and four says, Lord, if you kept an account of iniquities, Lord, who could stand? And the answer is nobody, because, uh, boy, so glad he doesn't keep a record of that. But with you, there is forgiveness so that you may be revered. And then jump down to verse seven. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for there is faithful love with the Lord, and with him is redemption in abundance. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. love that. I love, I love when God does that, when, you know, we're seeing him um, in one part of scripture and then something else, some other experience, whether that's song lyrics or another devotional brings that together. So anyway, we see all these different signs, these different ways that God uh, in the person of Jesus is revealing himself. He's a healer. He is a provider. He's a God of abundance. And yes, here he um, comes in the midst of a storm. Yeah. 
of water and twine in the midst of a party. He's a part of those fun times, and he's a part in our most difficult times yeah, in life, yeah. too. I, I absolutely love that. And I love, the, the, I love what he says when he comes to, the, comes to the boat, and he faces these disciples who are terrified, uh, who have, they've never experienced him this way before, and, and they're afraid, and he responds. He says, it is I. And that, that is a unique name um, for, for God back in mm-hmm. the Old Testament in Exodus where God tells Moses, I am that I am. And Jesus shows up, and this is really the, kind of the, uh, the beginning of the, uh, the I am statements because later on we're going to find out he says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. And this is kind of an introduction where he is saying to the disciples, uh, I am, I am with you. And even that name I am whatever you need me to be in that moment. And right then, the disciples needed him to be the presence of God in the face of storms and fear. And Jesus was that, um, that sense of comforting presence in the, midst, uh, in the midst of their fears. Had I gone to a Russian jail, I would have needed him to say, I am the one who's going to get you out, or I am, you know, whatever. So in the midst of that, I, like, like, I want to be able to hear him say, uh, I am in the midst of my fear. And I think the disciples experienced Jesus in, uh, in that way. And so, so I love the way he shows up in different ways. Yeah. God of abundance, and then a God who is present with us in the midst of our, our fears. I think something else that's unique about this one in how he shows up, like this is for, with his disciples, his followers, these guys who have left their careers, left their families, they're committed and they're following him. And let's make the point, they face a storm, like hard times still come. I wish but I don't see it here, uh, that if you're a follower of, of God, everything's great from then on. I've, I've heard people tell me, like, Marvin, if you come, you know, early on, if you come to Christ, all your storms will go away. Life will be smooth sailing. Wow, I wonder where they found that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, you're right that, that just because we're followers of Jesus doesn't necessarily mean that there won't be storms. Yeah. So, so, so we, we talk about and we typically close our time with what can we learn about God and what can we learn about ourselves from this text? Yeah, and I think for me, the thing that stands out about God is that he is present in our storms and that I need, well, and this kind of slides into what I can believe about myself too, that I should be expectant that he'll be there and to be a part of it. I think it's too easy for me to just keep plugging away, to do, to, you know, try to solve a situation in my own strength. Now, back to that Drew seizure. That was one, though, where I was like, okay, Lord. I mean, I, I remember being on the ambulance thinking, uh, life might be different from now on. I don't have any sort of skill set for this. I don't have any experience for this. I don't know what, what is going to be the result. That situation made me completely dependent. Yeah. I think sometimes I have a tendency to just be like, I can figure this out, or I, I don't, I'm like the disciples, and I forget to look. Yeah. I forget to look to where, see where God is at work, where Jesus is present, and how I can look to him for help in that situation. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, you know, what I can learn or believe about God is that, um, kind of drafting off yours is that I need to believe that he's going to show up, and he might show up in different ways than I anticipate and expect. And I should, I should be okay with that. I, that shouldn't frighten me. 
it should encourage me that he does show up as healer. He does show up as discipliner or evaluator of my life. He does show up as provider. And, um, and, and he does show up in ways that I just don't have a category for, but it should encourage me and not frighten me. So the next time I am in a storm, as you mentioned earlier, I should expect him, I should expect Jesus to show up. And, and what if he shows up in a way that, that I don't have a category for? I think I should be okay. Obviously, we discern, you know, Jesus' presence from Satan's presence, but I think Jesus shows up in ways, and I, I need to expect that. He will show up in a way that's different than I anticipated. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm not immune to fear. Uh, that's what I learned about myself. Just like the disciples, they knew what to do. They were fishermen. They had, um, they had traveled this, uh, this water, these waters uh, all of their lives, and yet they too were afraid. Uh, I'm not immune to fear. You're not immune to being uh, afraid. And, um, but in, my, in the midst of my fear, I should anticipate that the presence of God will be with me. And so that's, those are some things I, can, I think I can believe about God and uh, believe about myself. Definitely, definitely. And we always like to remind the, the listeners that they can have these spiritual conversations over a passage of scripture for yourselves. Um, maybe this week you talk about this particular passage or choose something different and uh, just talk to each other about the things that stand out to you, um, things that it connects to other points in your life or other points in the scripture. And uh, it's a powerful thing. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun today. It has been fun. It's been fun having you all too. <laughs> all right, so... Um. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave a rating and review that helps other people find the podcast and subscribe so that next week it'll be right in your podcast player. And always remember to have a conversation with a friend.